When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Get Booked Podcast, a weekly show for personalized reading recommendations. This is episode 141, and we are recording on July 23rd. I'm Jen Northington, and I'm here with Jess Pride from the When in Romance Podcast and the Kissing Books Newsletter for a special romance edition. Hello, Jess. Hi. So excited to do this episode with you. Me too. I'm really excited to work in this format. It's, you know, it's nice and structured, and if you listen to when in romance you know Trisha and I don't don't do that at all (laughs) (laughs) well I appreciate that about when in romance honestly (laughs) Um, but I do like a good structure myself so and I I'm excited because when I went diving into the different requests that have come in over the well year plus that we still have to get through um quite frankly there was a whole range of romance questions so I got really excited yeah about the about the different kinds of things people were looking for um but before we get into that what are you reading right now well I okay here's a funny story I um happen to be kind of friends with one of the people in my library's collection development department which means I can be like hey can you buy this on overdrive I really want to read it and they'll be like okay so I asked for after the wedding because I had finally gotten through the first couple worth books um, Mm. by Courtney Milan and the way that overdrive works is if you order it that day it should be available sometime in the evening and I kept checking and I kept checking and I kept checking and I was at dinner and by the time I got home I was fourth in line no so this was like a month ago and now I finally have it and I'm so excited (laughs) that's that's really great I I love the idea that in your library system there are four people more hardcore than you about Courtney Milan right (laughs) like that's intense yeah yeah it's pretty exciting yeah that's great um, I had, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but I've been wanting to read The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory since it first came out, and I've been on the library hold list for two library systems <laughs> for months, just months. I mean, it's, I mean, I've just been on them for forever, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just never going to get to read this book. It's just not going to happen. And then I was walking past, there's a couple little free libraries in my neighborhood, and I was walking past the one closest to my apartment building, and like, lo and behold, I glanced in, and there it was. <laughs> it was awesome. just sitting there. I was like, it's for me. It's a gift from the universe. So That's exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. So I'm finally going to get to read that after, after I finish my newsletter reading for the week, which is almost, <laughs> I'm almost done. I'm almost done. We're I'm so along. behind. Oh, gosh. I know, right? It's just like reading for newsletters is a thing Mm -hmm. that I don't know that I've ever mentioned on the show before. But we both do it. We both do reviews in our newsletters, right? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, Yeah. you got to make sure you're current. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if you are listening for the first time, welcome. Um, This is a reading recommendation show, as I mentioned before, which means that folks like you send us questions about what you should read next, and we do our best to find you some options. You can ask about what your book club should read or what you should get as a gift for a friend or a relative or what you should read next based on what you love. Um, Any and all of those things are welcome. You can send those questions to us at getbookedatbookriot.com, or you can put them in the form that's at the bottom of the show notes on the site for every show. And if you have a time-sensitive question and you are interested in having the response back by a certain date, please put that like all caps right at the top of the form or in the subject line of the email so that we can see it and do our best to get to you. Um, If we are not going to get to you by the date you requested, I will sometimes try to email you a response. And if you've sent in a question that we've answered somewhat recently, I will maybe also send you an email. So keep an eye out for those. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of 
feedback from past episodes. Um, so in the last show, somebody was looking for reads about the Azores, and Chessa and in Insiders uh, mentioned that she hasn't read it, but there's a free Kindle First Reads book out this month about the Azores, which is a stunning coincidence. <laughs> um, and it is called The Tenth Island uh, by Diana Markham, and it is a memoir. And Markham apparently is a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, and it looks like Eat, Pray, Love plus the Azores plus a dog, which Ooh. is kind of interesting. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like that could, that could be good. So um, again, that's The Tenth Island uh, by Diana Markham. Maybe give it a check out. And then Miranda, who is a fellow lover of the quote-unquote creeping sense of dread something is wrong here books, sent in three suggestions uh, for that Oscar. It was Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro if you're looking for subtle, Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer if you're not looking for subtle, <laughs> and Embassy Town by China Mieville if you're looking for weird. I co-sign all of those recommendations. <laughs> That's great. Um, Okay, so I am going to read our first question. Oh, and then I'm going to tell you about our first sponsor. This is just me talking forever. Hi. Um, (laughs) This first question is from Becca, who says, I love to read romance novels. Usually the steamier, the better. But the thing I enjoy most about them is the sexual tension and building intimacy. I like to see that a couple actually cares for each other, and it's not just a one-night stand. To give you an idea, some books that I've really enjoyed are Hold Me by Courtney Milan, Hate to Want You by Alicia Rye, Sarah J. Maas's Court of Thorns and Roses series, A Bollywood Affair by Sonali Dev, and The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I know there's a ton more out there, but would love to get your suggestions on some great ones. Well, we definitely have some great ones for you. But first, our first sponsor is <laughs> Engineering for Cats by Mac Delaney, sponsored by Workman Publishing. And I told Jess before, I was like, I'm doing this ad spot. I'm really excited about this book. <laughs> So this is a book by an aerospace engineer of DIY, like, projects that you can do for your cat. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so magical. There are, it's, it is magical. It's a, um, it, there are 10 projects from a cat water fountain to feline bunk beds that solve the most common sources of friction affecting cats and their doting owners. So for any cat lover with a modicum of DIY skills, that's like me, you're talking to me right now. Um, <laughs> it's a whole new approach to living happily ever after with your pets. So if you are a cat owner or a cat person and have a sense of humor, which I think I hope all of us do because you really need one to get through pet ownership. Um, These are doable DIY projects that actually work. um, And there's also a lot of humor and delight in the idea around engineering for cats. Um, And these are also supposed to address everyday cat problems. Like they're clever, fun projects, but they are also like hopefully will help you solve issues that you might be having. And there's, they are engineering projects from an actual aerospace engineer. Like if he can design, who knows what he designs? Rockets? Like what does he design? Probably rockets we'll go with rockets um, like he, right he can help you design things for your cat so again that is engineering for cats by mac delaney thank you for thank you so much for sponsoring the show and giving me that ad read i love it yes thank you so much <laughs> i i am better knowing that that exists aren't you just though like don't you just feel better about the world i do I do. Um, all right. So what did you pick for steamy and also like building intimacy reads for this question? So the initial search for the right book for, for Becca for this one was kind of hard because I realized I read a lot of books where they start out with a one night stand and then form a relationship. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I just keep picking those up. Um, but I realized that there was one really good one that I had read recently um, and that I hope Becca has not yet gotten to. And that is A Girl Like Her by Talia Hibbert. Um, it's the first book in her Ravenswood series, which has since progressed a little bit um, and will continue to progress. And this one is um, about Ruth and Evan. Evan, um, Talia has said, was inspired by a particular image of bearded Captain America. Mm-hmm. So um, that already excited me before I started reading it. Um, and it's just, it's such the, it's a sweet, slow burn. And there is intimacy developed by two neighbors who develop friendship and, um, you know, 
talk a lot over food because our uh, pretty Captain America man also really likes to take care of people. And it's just, it's it's so great. There is um, a content warning for um, intimate partner violence. And Talia Hibbert's actually really good at providing those warnings at the beginning of her books. And unfortunately, but not unfortunately, there's some kind of trauma in almost all of her books, but it it's all part of the story. So it's not just there to be there. So that's A Girl Like Her by Talia Hibbert. And uh, yeah, check it out. I love that book. I read it because you, I think, it is your fault that I read it. Yes. <laughs> you you were talking about it in the newsletter and then like on the Slack and it was just everywhere. And I was like, gosh, I guess I have to read this. And then it was so good. Yeah. 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 I loved it. Um, I also have a book that does include some trauma. Um, there, this book contains trigger warnings, uh, for flashbacks to domestic abuse and it is kind of essential to the plot. So I'm going to touch on it here in this description. So if that's going to bug you, please do skip ahead. Um, the book is Under Her Skin by Adriana Anders. And I thought this book was really interesting in the way it handled the intimacy factor. Um, the main character, Uma, is the uh, survivor of domestic violence and abuse and she has left the relationship but is kind of like hiding out basically because her ex is not letting her go and has some legal connections and she's sort of on the run at the beginning of the book and so she's in this town that's kind of nowhere um, and she's come here specifically because there is a clinic that offers tattoo removal uh, pro bono to people who have like scars and tattoos from abuse, unwanted <laughs> scars and tattoos, which she does have. And so she's in this town just for that. And she just needs to like get enough money to live on. So she answers an ad in the paper to be like a companion to this elderly woman who's agoraphobic and never leaves her house. Um, <laughs> and it's like a weird, it's a weird situation. She's Uma is very scarred. This woman is clearly very cranky and scarred. And you're just like, how is this going to work? Mm -hmm. And then the neighbor is a blacksmith. Um, <laughs> yes. He's like a giant, like mountain of a man who is also a blacksmith um, and should be very intimidating, but he is actually quite like, you know, heart of gold and <clears throat> very gentle and knows, you know, that his size is off putting and tries to make up for it. Um, and just really, again, wants to, you know, be like a good neighbor. And Uma and Ivan, like, it takes a while for them to build some trust up, and which, of course, they do. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, there is sexual tension and lots of steamy scenes. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was great. I, was, I thought it handled the trauma really sensitively. Um, Anders herself is a, like, has a is a survivor of trauma. And so um, all of her books contain these elements and she's very clearly, you know, wanting her character to give characters who have these kinds of scars, physical and emotional, a happy ending. And mm -hmm. I just thought it was so well done. It sucked me right in. I've read this whole series. It's called Blank Canvas, um, the series. And yeah, I thought it was great because there is so much, you know, trauma it does make it really hard to build intimacy in future relationships. And the way she handles it is really beautiful. So yeah, that is Under Her Skin by Adriana Anders. Oh, man. And I still haven't read that one. I think I've owned it for like two years now. But um, <laughs> I, I should probably push it up the list because it sounds yeah. so great. And I've heard a lot of you all talk about it. So, yeah. yeah. I was really I was really surprised at how much I loved it, honestly. <laughs> like, not in a bad way. I just, you know, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds like it, and it's one of those kind of shocker. Uh, okay, so this one is from Brandon. Um, I'm looking for a novel that contains a great love story. A lot of romances written today, both contemporary and historical, turn me off because it seems like the couple has an immediate attraction that results in inevitable sex scenes while complications still exist. And then the rest of the book is the main characters finding out how to have an actual relationship in addition to the sex, despite whatever plot devices are in their way. I think Jane Austen spoiled me. Me too. Um... <sighs> 
Call me old-fashioned, but I want a couple that fall in love without having sex first. I especially like stories where the guy has been in love with the girl for a long time, but doesn't think he has a chance for some reason. Think Mosley and Baxter from Downton Abbey, which I'm still salty about not being resolved, or Professor Bear and Joe from Little Women. It doesn't have to be an old book, and it doesn't have to be strictly romance. I'm perfectly willing to read any book, as long as it makes me ache over several hundred pages for the prospective lovers to finally communicate their feelings. Oh, man, Brandon. (laughs) Have I got a book for you. (laughs) If you want to ache, seriously ache, any novel by this author will will do, but Dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata is really one of those slow 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 burn books i'm talking hundreds of pages you got it um this is actually one of my favorite styles of books where at least half of it is um written in epistolary style so the two characters um meet because um she is starting a pen pal program with an overseas military person and they start actually pen palling is that a word i'm gonna make it one so cute (laughs) so their relationship develops over the sea and over a good length of time and it's beautiful to watch but painful because you are aching for both of them they both have their own issues with family and work and life um and the past and the present and the future and when they finally meet in person, it's pretty intense. Um, so that is one that is just such such a buildup that I think, hope that you would enjoy. Um, and that's Dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata. Nice. Love that premise. Um, mine is A Summer for Scandal by Lydia San Andres, which I, I read it digitally, so I cannot remember how actually long it is because <laughs> I, I just never know when I'm reading yeah. an, an ebook. Is it like 5,000 pages? Is it 200 if it was in print? Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really loved it. And uh, so it's A Summer for Scandal by Lydia San Andres, which is the first in the Arroyo Blanco series, which when I have time, I'm going to read the rest of. Um, And this has like touches of like that comedy of manners, Jane Austen stuff, but it's set in the Caribbean. Um, The main character, Amelia Cruz, and this takes place mm, in like early 1900s, I want to say. So like women's suffrage is not yet a thing. And that comes up in the book. But. Uh, Amelia Cruz is the main character and she is like very bookish and doesn't really like other people all that much. And she has this very popular sister um, and they've been invited to a boating party. And so she agrees to go even though she doesn't want to. Um, And there's this guy there who turns out to be a like reviewer and book critic, um, very educated man who's also an author. And he is in the course of the boating party starts to like tear into these very popular popular novels. What nobody knows is that Amelia is actually the author of these popular quote unquote trashy novels, which she of (laughs) course has to write under a pseudonym because it's, you know, the early 1900s. And like, first of all, she's, she's a woman and she shouldn't have a career. And second of all, there's like a lot of like, they're about like a sex worker, like having adventures in the broad world. And so she shouldn't be writing these things because she's a lady. Um, (laughs) So there's all kinds of reasons. Nobody can find out that she's the author of the, but of course she can't quite restrain herself and ends up like dumping him out of the boat um it's amazing so they have this like uh, instant like conflict moment um and keep getting thrown together over this you know it's tiny town in a small island so they're constantly in each other's way and start to feel some attraction but they but also there's this you know he's kind of a stuffed shirt and is being a jerk about her books and she has to keep these secrets and she's trying to figure out how to deal with her family So there's all kinds of, 
conflict that is actually like real both between the characters and in their life situations. Um, and watching them sort of start to, you know, see each other more clearly is really fun. And I loved the setting. It's so atmospheric. And I just loved all of the characters. Yeah, I just thought it was a super fun read. And it definitely has touches of what you're looking for. So that's A Summer for Scandal by Lydia San Andres. Okay, our next question is from M, who says, "I'm a proudly plus. Uh, I'm I am proudly a plus sized slash curvy, for lack of a better term, woman in her late twenties. And I was wondering if you had recommendations for books with female main characters who are also described this way. Growing up, I really identified with Meg Murray because she felt out of place with her appearance, like I did. Recently, I have read Dumplin', Size Twelve is Not Fat, Duff, and Bet Me because they featured characters I could relate to physically who were described positively and had a happy." ending that didn't involve them losing weight um let's see there's some more info here but i'm gonna sum up um yes i appreciate any help that you could give me i just thought there's so many great romances that have um and you said you were specifically looking for fiction or romance books with characters i could relate to that have enjoyable storylines there definitely exist mm-hmm. um so jess what did you pick for this I picked If the Dress Fits by Carla de Guzman. Um, This book was my introduction to the romance class, which is a group of um, Filipino and Filipino-American women who write collectively. Well, not collectively. They all write under their own names, but they sort of work with each other and promote each other. Um, And this one is the first book that I ever read that takes place in Manila. Um, And it is about a woman named Martha, Um, who is a capable, strong, um, size 24 woman who has an amazing wardrobe, an awesome family, who can get on her nerves, but, you know, it's family, um, and an amazing best friend named Max. And Max is super supportive, even when she accidentally calls him her boyfriend or someone else does and she goes along with it so (laughs) there is that element of the story um but martha herself is just an amazing protagonist and i think you would really enjoy her story and also the um dedication to this book is what really pulled me in and i was just a goner from there so that's if the dress fits by carla de guzman I picked The Heiress Effect by Courtney Millen, who apparently we can't stop talking about this show, I know, right? <laughs> she keeps coming up, but there's good reasons for that. Um, this is technically book number two in the Brothers Sinister series, but as I often say, I read romance out of order all the time, and mostly it's fine, and I think this one is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this book. Jane Fairfield is the main character, and she is a very curvy lady and also she is sort of deliberately making herself uh how do i want to put this she's like deliberately being off-putting to society people she wears these dresses that are like covered in ridiculous amounts of lace and are in crazy colors and she doesn't she like says terrible things to people really politely and you know just kind of acts clueless um and it's all very calculated because she has a younger sister who has a seizure disorder and their guardian the uncle is kind of this like hapless sort of well-intentioned but very poorly um poor judgment person who keeps hiring these like terrible quack doctors and jane could leave at any time she is an heiress um which is why nobody will like shun her because she's too much money to be (laughs) shunned from society so she's like getting away with being horrible but she's trying to prevent any marriage proposals because she she doesn't want to leave her home until her younger sister is of age and can leave too because she just cannot bear to leave her alone with this uncle. So she's like very deliberately being ridiculous and 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 driving people away from her in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very happy to be who she is for the most part. Um, and then Oliver Marshall is this sort of, he's our hero and he is, you know, comes from a, like a, you know, quote unquote common background. He's not an aristocrat. He's actually the illegitimate 
illegitimate son of a duke. Um, and he, but he's like, you know, made himself a career and is working towards a position in parliament and kind of has like, has to do everything right so that people will accept him because he doesn't have the title that will just get him in the door. So they're a very unlikely couple. And the way that this gets resolved is just fantastic. There's so many great scenes in this book. Ugh. And the descriptions of like the clothes that she picks out are my favorite. <laughs> I love Jane. I love her so much. So um, yeah, it's so good. It's so fun. And so, yeah, I mean, the, ignore the cover model on this book because she's not the size that Jane is. Um, <laughs> so that is The Heiress Effect by Courtney Milan. Awesome. Awesome. So this one is from Anna or Anna, um, one N. So it could be either. I'm sorry, whichever one it is. Um, I'm currently in grad school reading some very dry material about metadata, and I need something excited to get me through this dull semester. Lately, I've been in the mood for some romance, something non-traditional like the Fever series by Karen Marie Moaning. I love the slow and sexy build of the couple's relationship and how for the majority of the series they didn't trust each other and fought all the time. However, they always had each other's back. I love how you never knew, knew if they were going to kill or kiss each other. I haven't been able to find anything like this. Um, so, Anna Anna, I have a new series for you to start. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you're going to get sucked in and you're going to have to make yourself do your metadata reading um, <laughs> because it's, it's going to be tough. But... This book, this series is called The Parasol Protectorate, and it starts with Soulless by Gail Carriker. And it is the first book in a five book series that also has other series that are connected to it for different age levels. There's a sort of middle grade YA series connected to it, and then a follow up series that is more like new adult, and then some other romances that are connected to it that are adult, but this one is how you start. So in Soulless, Alexia Terabati is um, a young woman of um, re refined, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and she, um, this, it takes place in a Victorian steampunk kind of uh, universe. So you're kind of familiar with what's going on and you're kind of not. Um, this world is quite supernatural. So on top of all of the steam, you've also got vampires and werewolves and people who have no soul, like Alexia. Um, so if she touches someone who has any kind of supernatural power, she takes their power from them. And uh, um, at a particular event she meets lord macon who is a werewolf a particularly grumpy older werewolf um who captured my heart immediately um, and they have some interesting witty banter and that is probably the tagline of this series interesting <laughs> witty banter um so not only is there the whole clashing heads we have to work together but we hate it um i want to keep you alive but i also find you really annoying banter 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 oh look dirigibles um <laughs> This so this series has all of that and much much more. But Solus is where you want to start. So Solus by Gail Carriger. Amazing! I have to read those one of these days. I've been meaning to read them for years. I just have not gotten around to it. Clearly, I need to. I need to start. Um, I picked a contemporary for you. I picked Dating You, Hating You by Christina Lauren, which I was, I don't read a lot of, um, how do I want to say this? Like contemporary workplace dramas mm -hmm. or romances, you know, like that's not a setting. Like anytime I see a romance in the description, it's like they're corporate raiders or they're in, in this business, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really, workplace is not my favorite, but I love loved this book and I think it will definitely scratch that like enemies to lovers itch for you. Um, yeah. It is about two Hollywood 
agents at competing firms when the book opens. They have been introduced at a Halloween party by well-meaning friends, and they actually kind of hit it off. Like, they have a good time talking to each other at this party. They're both single. Like, oh, maybe this could go somewhere. But then immediately after they meet, their agencies merge. And now all of the jobs are being shuffled, and they've been told by the powers that be that they're basically competing for one job. And so, like, at the end of this trial period, one of them will get the job and one of them will not. Um, And of course, this does not incline them to have a healthy romantic relationship. Like what? So they start this like game of like pranks and sabotage against each other (laughs) at work. Um, But also, and and that was the part where I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. But they also still, they never take it too far. Mm -hmm. And they also still, like they still have this tension and there's some really great scenes with them trying to resolve like, how can I like you so so much and yet like when you do this thing at work it drives me crazy and I can't help but retaliate um and that tension is handled so well throughout it and resolved really beautifully so yeah I I found this a totally engaging really entertaining enemies to lovers uh setup so that's dating you hating you by Christina Lauren Christina Lauren, they really they really know how to tell a story. Yeah, that's my first Christina Lauren, who are a writing pair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm definitely going to read more. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, they're fun. Mm-hmm. So now it is time to thank our second sponsor, which is actually Book Riot. Yes. Um, yay, <laughs> Book Riot. Uh, Book Riot is giving away $500 worth of the year's best YA fiction and nonfiction. And um, the selection was actually done by Kelly Jensen, our own favorite. Um, she is a former YA librarian and a our current book riot YA expert. Um, she has the newsletter and talks about books um, on another podcast. And this is an amazing selection of books. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to throw out a couple titles. You've got Dread Nation by Justina Ireland, if you haven't read that yet. Um, the Summer of Jordi Perez by Amy Spaulding. Anger is a Gift by Marcus Shiro, which is just, like, one of the best books this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, what else have we got? There's some really, really good stuff on this list. Just There's a... Um, a list of the entire selection that you can find. It'll probably be in the show notes, right? Yeah, or you can go to bookriot.com slash 500YA giveaway. Right. All right there. Perfect. So yeah, that is $500 worth of books, fiction and nonfiction. And I just threw out some of the big titles. There are so many, so many. (laughs) All right, let's see. Our next question is from Connie, who says, uh, until listening to different Book Riot podcasts and reading the site, I was prejudiced against romance novels. Um, Let's see. uh, Because of stuff that you read when you were 13. Fair, fair. Um, (laughs) As I've gotten older, I found it harder and harder for a writer to convince me a romance is real, and I also enjoy a healthy dose of plot unrelated to romance. I fall on the snooty side of reading classics and literary fiction, but I want to expand my horizons. I love historical fiction, so if you know of any good romance set in the past, that is a plus. But really, I just want to know what you think are some good romance reads for beginners that will get me interested in the genre. P.S. My favorite kinds of romance are the forbidden kind and the love-hate thing, i.e. Han and Leia or Starbuck and Apollo from Battlestar Galactica. Yes, I'm a cliche. Listen, Connie, we're all a cliche. We are all a cliche. Like, welcome. Such cliche. Welcome Welcome. to a cliche. Yes. Yes. That is exactly... Exactly how you... You go first. What do you got? So um, I thought that a really great book for you to start out with um, in in this particular universe that you're looking at is The Soldier's Scoundrel by Cat Sebastian. Um, and it's in part because it's so amazing. Um, and it hits a bunch of those things that you're looking for. It's set in Regency England. Um Kat did a really good job of sort of putting you in the setting and it's, you know, it's not like a Duke 
in the salon going to all max finding a person it's actually (laughs) um two gentlemen well one's a gentleman one's a scoundrel that's the whole thing Um, (laughs) who um have to find uh find out a mystery so i mean it's not a huge mystery like who killed somebody or anything but there is a question and the soldier who is oliver goes to Jack Turner, who is the scoundrel, who also uses his talents to help people find things or acquire things that might have been taken from them or get information or any of that kind of stuff that he can use his um, his back alley knowledge to do. And they do not trust each other at all. They do not like each other at their first meeting, but they can't stop thinking about each other. Sound familiar? Yeah, I think it does. (laughs) So they have to work together to find out the answer to this question, but they also have to deal with their attraction but dislike of said attraction. So that is The Soldier Scoundrel by Kat Sebastian, and all of her books are great. Just keep going. Agree, agree. I've been dipping in and out of her books, and they are so much fun. Um, Yeah, so I picked An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole for you. It's the first in the Loyal League series, and I believe that all three will be out this year if they're not already. I can't remember if Unconditional Freedom is out yet, but that's the third one. I think it's um, in November. Oh, November. Like okay. Yeah. yeah. So soon to be complete series. Um, and I thought, and this is set during the Civil War, and there are so many books in run the romance genre that handle the Civil War in ways that I think are gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alyssa Cole has done the amazing and made an incredible Civil War era romance in this book. Um, Elle Burns is the heroine, and she is a former slave um, who ha- was born with an eidetic memory. She can remember everything. Um, and she lives in Massachusetts, and she's kind of been, you know, pressed into the service for the Pinkerton's um, Secret Service, which at that time was working to spy on the Union or spy for the Union Army. Um, And so so she like accepts this terribly dangerous mission and gets sent undercover back into the South to work as a slave on this plantation because they think that the plantation owner has some information that they need to help win the war. Um, and the her- hero, Malcolm, is also a detective for the Pinkertons. And, um, but he is undercover. He's a white man and he is undercover, like posing as like part part of, you know, the rebel uh, alliance to try to find out this information. So they're both undercover and to all intents and purposes. Elle is a slave and Malcolm appears to be a Confederate soldier, but they quickly find out each other's secrets. And it is a, such a fraught relationship because they're both trying to avoid notice. They're trying to avoid getting caught. They're trying to find out secret information. And the stakes are so high. Um, mm-hmm. And then add to that that, you know, L is black and he is white. And there are so much weight um, on those interactions as well. So, but she handles it all really deftly and it is just, like, it's a great romance. It's a great piece of historical fiction. It's all based on real things that I had no idea about, which I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like just, I just thought it was great. And I think she's an excellent example of somebody who writes across genres. So if you like this one and you decide that you want to read more different kinds of romance, she's also written contemporary. She's written sci-fi and I read them all and they're all great um so I just I like cannot not I can't recommend her highly enough so but this one yeah for it's got forbidden love it's historical like I think it'll give you what you're looking for it's an extraordinary union by Alyssa Cole so great so great I just like I still proselytize about that book a year and a half later after reading it so it's just it's and it's a perfect entry into romance for anyone who doesn't read it regularly Mm mm-hmm Okay, so this one is from Debbie in Nevada. 
Uh, I thought I was done with romance novels in real life. Not in real life, of course. Um, But then I listened to your podcast all about romance, decided to try a few. And guess what? I am in love with romance novels again. That's awesome, Debbie. (laughs) Um, But there are so many to choose from, and I've been away from the genre for so long. I'm hoping you can recommend some new ones for me. And open to pretty much anything, but if you know of something kind of Southern and a bit more intense than some, that would be great. Um, so, Debbie, I, <laughs> I saw Southern and intense and thought immediately of this book. It is called Chasing Moonlight by Raven St. Pierre. And you're going to pull that up and look at the cover and just fall in love because it is the most beautiful cover. And this book is all about the South and intensity um, because it is an interracial romance that takes place in the 1940s. Oh, so, dang. So, yeah, there's there's that. Um, so Quinn is housekeeper and Jesse lives in the town in... Um, Alabama, I think, where they both live. And uh, they encounter each other over and over again. And Quinn is just trying to get through her life, right? She's a black woman in Alabama in the 1940s. So she like, talking to a white man is just not something that you do, especially if you're walking down the road to get home from your job, and he's driving by in a truck, right? So Mm. um. So the experience that these two people have of meeting and getting to know each other and falling in love is ultimately Southern. Like it, there is Alabama wrapped around this whole thing um, in both the horribly racist, but also really heartfelt and warm, um, like practically humid air breathing on you in the South warm kind of way. Um, but both of the people are incredibly sweet, but also really know how to fight for what they want um, and uh, like know how to sort of push each other up to help them get through a horrible time in the South. But I, it's just an adorable romance even in its intensity. So um, I think you might find it interesting. Um, So that's Chasing Moonlight by Raven St. Pierre. Nice. I picked Looking for Trouble by Victoria Dahl, which is not Southern. It's actually more Western, Mm -hmm. Um, but it has like a small town feel to it. And I know that sometimes that's like the thing that people like about Southern romances. So I thought maybe it would work for you. Um, And it is it is Looking for Trouble by by Victoria Dahl. And it is about a librarian named Sophie, who is like the sort of epitome of the prim and proper librarian she like you know likes to look very buttoned up with her like high collars and like very ladylike exterior um and she lives in jackson hole wyoming and they're part of the reason that she does look very prim and buttoned up all the time is because of a thing that happened with her mother um and there's like a lot of rumors and it's a small town and there's this reputation stuff so she's like just trying to be you know without like uh, not to produce any more gossip and of course the hero that she falls for rides into town on a motorcycle um it's alex bishop and it turns he is part of a family that there is there is some family bad family history between their two families um and so she is like living this sort of very specific like has created this very specific appearance and role in town and he's about to blow that all up um and so the intensity comes between their interactions and like who Sophie feels like she has to be on the outside and who she actually is on the inside which Alex Bishop motorcycle riding you know sexy biker guy feels like he can see um and so he is like 
very interested in this librarian. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, things go out from there. Um, And I thought this was so much fun. And it's definitely intense. There's a lot of emotional stakes in this book in ways that I kind of wasn't expecting for, like, a biker librarian romance. You're like, oh, I know how this is going to go. Right? Like, you're like, I know how this is going to go. But I tell you, you do not quite know how this is going to go. She does some really fun, interesting things with this setup. And I really enjoyed it. Um, So that, again, is Looking for Trouble by Victoria Dahl. Yeah, she's like a master at taking like something really fun and then suddenly punching you in the field. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. You're just like, oh, now I hurt a little bit. Like, ouch, It's but in the good way, in a good way. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, I've read a couple of her others too and I really liked them. So she's she's a good one for that. She really is. All right, let's see. Our last question is from BD, who says, After years of reading exclusively literary fiction or nonfiction, I stumbled upon the romance genre, and I'm finding it very interesting and often a lot of fun. I'd love to share this experience with my adventurous book club. Any recommendations for a book within the romance genre that would make a good book club pick? Bonus if there is a reading guide available. I'm going to stop talking. What do you got, Jess? Well, you know, it's funny because I like sort of started going through some of my books to see if there was a reading guide in the back because I know it's like, I know that there's something that I read that had some really good (laughs) questions in the back. So one of the ones that I stumbled upon and thought was just absolutely perfect for this was was The Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. Um, and this one is has has been known to be one of those crossover from romance to non-romance readers um, that might be less of a, a deterrent to some of your book club members who might kind of balk at, um, at the thought of reading a romance, unfortunate for them. Um, <laughs> but, but this one is, it's, it's intense and beautiful and a little dark, but very hopeful. Um, and it's about um, an actress, a Bollywood actress named Rhea. Um, she is known as an ice princess and she does not do very well with relationships of almost any kind um, in Mumbai. But she has to go home to Chicago for a family event and um, thus has to run into an old love, old flame, um, Vikram, who um, was a childhood friend and it sort of evolved into something else, but things happened um, because that's always how it works with childhood friendships that (laughs) (laughs) when you meet someone, run into someone from your childhood. Um, so the story is really, it's a, it's a romance, but it's also got a lot of things that you can talk about in a book club about relationships with your family and with other people and stories and secrets and food and all of that other, all of that good stuff. And also happens to have guiding discussion questions in the back. So that is The Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. I love that book. It's so good. And there's so much about mental health in there, too, Mm -hmm. which was great. You don't always see that. um, And I thought it was, uh, yeah, I love that book. That's a, it is a great crossover. Mm -hmm. Um, Good, good. You're so good at this game. This is so much fun. Uh, Okay, I picked a Regency for you because the Regency genre is so wide and I feel like people are familiar with it. um, Mm -hmm. And so maybe that will be a little easier for some of them. But I picked How the Duke Was Won by Lenora Bell, which is the first in the Disgraceful Duke series. In this book, I was literally sitting on the train laughing (laughs) as I read it. Like you said, maybe a book that was some fun. And like this book is so much fun. And it's a really, it's a Regency with a real contemporary feel to it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that the main character, Charlene Beckett, 
is she's uh, like, a you know, a, an illegitimate daughter of an earl and a courtesan. And she's grown up in a body house, as it were. And mm-hmm. she herself is not a prostitute, but like that's where she lives. And um, she, you know, does jobs and for the house. Um, she also happens to be trained in martial arts by the bouncer for <laughs> the body house. Because why not, right? Why, why not? not? And, um, and so her half-sister, who is a lady, uh, is in the running to marry this duke um, who's like looking for a bride and she is out of town when the duke issues this invitation to I think yeah four women to spend three days in his like estate and he's going to pick his bride so her half sister's mother um, comes to her because they look very similar and is like listen (laughs) if you will pretend to be my daughter and win over this duke which should be easy for you P.S. because you like live in a body house like you should be able to snag this guy no problem like snag this guy for my daughter will give you a lot of money and your life will be so much better when this is over like I just need you to get this duke like for my daughter <laughs> and Charlene doesn't want to do it but she's like sure okay fine I need that money like I will do it um and things just go so haywire from there. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so much fun. Um, and it does actually, like, I love Regencies that play with farce, but don't take it, like, so far that you're like, all right, hang on, like, back up a little bit. Like, that can be fun, but it does knock me out of the story. And I feel like Lenora Bell walked that line really well where I was like, this is all mostly believable. Like, this is all fine. Um, And it's just so much fun that you're going to want to see how it all plays out. Um, And the other fun thing is that this series, like, are a little bit inspired by other properties. And this one is a little bit like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is, it is, it is in a really interesting way. And, um, and my, what did my friend refer to the hero as? Oh, the social justice Duke of chocolate. That's how she (laughs) referred to him, which I think is fair. Um, so in terms of like a book club discussion, there's a lot of like, you know, relationshipy stuff to talk about, but there's also this like meta level here that you could talk about. And also you can get really stuck into the history because this is all based on, you know, things um, like that actually happened in history for the most part. So there there are definitely levels, although I checked and there was not a, a reading group guide. But if you email, if you decide to pick this one, email Get Booked and I will give you some book group questions because <laughs> that's a thing that I am here for. Um, so, again, that is How the Duke Was Won by Lenora Bell. And that is going all the way to the top of my to-read list. Oh my gosh, Jess. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It is just a delight. Oh, man. <laughs> I have the rest in the series on my TBR stack. I just have not got to them yet. But, like, it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, just strangers on the train were like, what is happening to this woman? Like, in the corner. <laughs> like, what is happening to you? Um, <laughs> well, that's our show. Thank you all so much for listening. Jess, thank you so much for coming on for this episode thank you for inviting me it was really exciting yeah so fun um well if you're listening and you would like to leave us a rating or a review on apple podcasts we would love that it helps other people to find the show and it also um we love to see feedback thank you today's sponsors for sponsoring the show and you can find me on social media on tumblr i am at jenirl.tumblr.com and that's jen with two n's and I am not on Tumblr. Um, <laughs> well, I technically am, but I haven't actually ventured well, you, onto it in like two years. I was going to say more. you might use Twitter like a normal person, unlike yes, me. I am. I am. A, I am a Twitterer. Um, you can find me at Jess's Reading, um, all one word, or on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore Reading because whoever the other Jess is beat me to the other one. <gasps> How dare! How dare! Ugh. Well, our <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs>